And welcome everyone back to uh, the newest episode of the Space Suplex Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and this is episode 46 of your the best wrestling podcast there is. Would you agree there, my co-host, Mike? Yes, I would agree, someone who is on the podcast. That is the <laughs> best podcast ever. <laughs> Isn't that the best? The best. Yes, it really is the best. I would agree that my podcast is the best. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, so we got some things on the docket today. We have some AEW news, WWE news, and all that good junk. And we also have, as usual, events to look at. Um, We're going to talk briefly about... AEW recent shows, Fighter Fighter Fest, I think that's what it's called. Uh, Fight for the Fallen. Uh, we'll even mention what we think about the first round of the NXT breakout tournament, as in uh, this wins this current. As we're recording, they had just started the semifinals of that, and we'll also talk about, or more or less, it'll be a lot of Mike talking about this. Uh, the G1 Climax that New Japan is currently doing. That's right. That's right. Yes. You heard it here first. Very riveting comments over there by this wonderful coast of mine. <laughs> I am the best. All right. We have established right. such things. All right. Well, Mike, tell me, is it the best decision for WWE to name Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff as quote-unquote executive directors who would basically be running Raw and SmackDown, uh, respectively. I don't know if it's the best, but it certainly can't be as bad as the current uh, state of affairs has shown uh, Vince McMahon's uh, bad decisions to be. But unfortunately, I don't know. Like We'll have to see what they do, but uh, the and we kind of already have actually slightly because we're a little past it starting but um considering they still have to answer to that guy that's the main problem <laughs> yes they haven't removed the problem yeah therefore if he still has final say the problem still exists yeah and i think that's kind of borne out still to be kind of true from what i've heard since i don't really watch those shows yeah i don't blame you I but, don't really watch them either. I mean, though I made the mistake might, of yeah. watching the Raw reunion this week. Oh well, well happy mm. days for you, I guess. Yeah, I guess I really should get into that too. I haven't mentioned that, but sure, add it to the docket. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, um, let's see what was I. The um, the issue I have, okay, like. What do you personally think of, like, if they had full control, like, there was no Vince McMahon, what do you think of how it would be for both of them to be running those shows? I mean, I guess, uh, I guess Paul Heyman would be, could be a a definite help to the quality of the storytelling and just getting 
getting guys over to make them feel special so they actually have other people that then thus become big stars and that you could then one day maybe bring them back in their twilight years like on a raw reunion and where (laughs) where they're meaningful because right now that wouldn't happen uh so um i mean it certainly could payman could certainly uh i think he could uh he could definitely uh, be nothing but positive overall i would say it's hard to say exactly though because you know he's not the only one doing everything so but uh i don't know about bischoff like was bischoff ever really much of a guy who booked anything and wrote storylines for wcw when he was there i don't know i don't think so he seemed more like the guy who was like playing his character on tv whenever and then outside of that behind the scenes it seemed like he was a guy just wrote the bottomless unopened checkbook from you know that uh ted turner had to bring people in and that i don't know i don't know how much of an impact he really had on actively on storylines and writing and whatnot so it's hard to say for me to be honest and i've never heard anyone be like he's so good at that so i don't know maybe he just it's kind of a wash with him i guess i don't know i think the most people would give him credit for is the nwo storyline especially early on but outside of that i mean yeah i'm not completely up to speed on what he actually did as far as like what i saw on screen so yeah so i think I he's know. definitely more iffy but oh yeah mm-hmm. i could say it would definitely be a change whether that'd be good or not is up to the debate um i guess while we're still talking about it, i'll just go right into the raw episode um that I saw the stupid reunion episode. Let's just say that on this will sum it up for you right away in that there was no stake to the sizzle. None whatsoever. That's what I would expect. Now, what I think a show like that should do where you bring a bunch of old guys back to say, Hey, look at me. Remember me is you somehow work them in to current storylines so that they can serve a purpose to further those things and not just be window dressing. But that's all they were on this show. That's all they were. Regardless of what they've done in the past, or they have done it better in the past, I will admit. But um, whatever that is, whatever the case map may be, and whether they could do anything with some of them, it just literally felt like just, hey, we got this guy. How we're... I heard this said that someone, someone said... Um, it just felt like they wrote a script out and they just had places where they just had on the script saying, insert legend here. It could have been anyone. That's how interchangeable <laughs> they all were. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, there's there's no real... This, this doesn't improve their actual issues. It's just a band-aid for one night to get the ratings up. What are you going to do next week? Right. It's going to go back now. Yeah, it's going to go back down and nothing has fact, changed. <laughs> if it if it were to draw okay, if they had had a normal week of raw and then the next in the next week it's uh it dro- the the rating still dropped, it would be a smaller drop than this is going to be because they jacked it up with the promise of all these legends. And then did nothing interesting with them. I mean, literally there was one of their ideas, I'm not shitting you. They already have a three-man booth on commentary, which I don't like. They added a fourth rotating chair. Come on out, Booker T. Come on out, Christian. 
Are you fucking serious? What the fuck was the point of that? Well, what's the point of any of this? <laughs> right, it doesn't, exactly. Doesn't, like I said, it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't change any of the problems that they're having. Right. It doesn't make the current stars that matter for the future any more special or better. It just wastes time with people who used to be there. So what? Yeah, there was this backstage segment that I loved because it's... I forget who he was talking to, but it was Sami Zayn saying... Literally speaking truth to what what this whole... Obviously, he was doing character, but it just spoke truth to this whole episode of Raw in that it's just nostalgia for the sake of it, and it's just pointless. It's basically his gist of what he said. I'm just like, I can't agree more. Now, what he actually said was even more... Uh, actually, more amusing to me. But um, the most amusing thing that I thought of any legend that you expect to come in and do his usual thing was Ron Simmons. He just came in, he looked at Mike Kanellis for a very long time, he looked back at Jimmy Hart, took his microphone, waited some more, looked back at Mike Kanellis, and said damn through the microphone. (laughs) Sounds about right. That's the best use of him. And that was the only one used correctly. (laughs) Get on that microphone. Damn! Um... So yeah, there were a bunch of other people. Like, here's the thing that was shocking me the most. I'm like, I see one guy come out and go, "Wait a minute, dude, ain't you on Impact right now? Like, you're actually signed to them." That was Rob Van Dam. I'm not fucking shitting you. They've given up. They've given up caring about uh, trying to enforce things (laughs) about their brand. Or maybe they just don't have anything that they want to enforce. Like, maybe they don't even have that restriction on him. Yeah, it could be, I guess. I don't know. But I, w- I was shocked. Because, you know, you're used to... My whole shock of it was, you're u- I'm used to, if you're signed to somebody, you're not preering anywhere else. Or at least, certainly not with the WF. Yeah. WF. You like how I did that slip right there. Well, you know, it's understandable. Fuck, whatever, it doesn't matter. You, you, pine, for, you pine for different days, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that's hilarious to me is that... Um, who in the like, like 2009, 2010 era of WWE is anyone pining to come back? That isn't there anymore. They're either still there or they're just they're not coming. Ain't no one asking for them. I can't even think of who they'd you'd want because none of it. Because any of the people that were stars during that time period, which is also unexciting, um, which actually made me pretty much get off of watching Raw weekly at that point. Um, there's nobody. that there. It was all people from previous years, like your Randy Orton and Triple H and that stuff. And then anybody now is too new that it's not, it's not a surprise, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's always the Attitude Era or the Hogan Era. That's all it is. And I'm just like, I'm tired of it. I was like, can we just move on? Can we create new stars? Or just don't care? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Fucking boring. I'm sick and tired of pining for the fucking quote-unquote good old days. Who? Yeah, you know, how about now? How about you live in the, day, in, in the present and make these good old days? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, like when I got, I got back into wrestling in 2017... 
with NXT. Okay. And and then I moved, and I was watching SmackDown for the rest of 2017. I was watching SmackDown as well for the most of the time. And then when Oscar moved up, moved over to Raw, I watched that as well for a time into sometime into 2018. After I started watching uh, New Japan in in January of that year, and but then eventually that just I just completely stopped watching main roster with WWE because it was. It was crap compared to the NXT and New Japan stuff I was watching. So I just, it just it, to me, when when you watch good wrestling right now, and it's in the last couple of years that I've been watching, like it's been better than ever. The quality is so high, it's almost too high. <laughs> like, like my expectations are insane. Right. If you get a very good match, you're like, that's not good enough. Yeah, it, that's how I feel sometimes, <laughs> and like, and that's almost and kind it, of a problem. <laughs> Yeah, because then you kind of feel bad, maybe, that you shortchanged a good match. But to be honest, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> I guess. It's better than going, where's the good matches? Where's any decent match? Uh, yeah. Can't find that. Yeah, so it's like, to me, there's a lot to... To me, the quality of, of wrestling to find out there, even under WWE's nose and XT, is better than ever. Better than it's ever been, for, to me, than all the other times I watched it in my life. And yet, and yet somehow, Vincent Wien's like wondering why no one's watching his shit. <laughs> like, come on. Because yeah, your main shows suck. <laughs> it's like, and how no, do I get? How do I get stars in here? How do I get? To, how do I get stars and made and uh, uh, and good matches? I don't know if he cares about that so much, but how, how do I get stars? Easy. Like, yeah, apparently, according to this last raw, it's just bring some old ones back. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about you them. Uh, like so they sad. had their day, they were fun. I'm not besmirching them, but to use a weird regalism, but it's just like, come on, you know, it's not a big deal. I just, it's so old and tired to bring back old and tired people. <laughs> <laughs> like they had on this show, they had a. They had a segment where it was Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles in a, the main event match. So this is the main event, and for the most part, I didn't go off the air with this, but it was like that was with Steve Austin out there. But they just had suddenly they just had fucking. Uh, it was the okay. First off, as if current storylines were bad enough, now the uh, the group of AJ Styles and his two buddies what. Anderson and Gallows are now called the OC. Like they're doing it after the show, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what that show is, but <laughs> and I like what's OC stand for? Is it Original Club? That's what I was thinking just now. But it's like it's a bad name, regardless. It really is because they didn't really say what it was. They did say when they said. They said original club in their promo when they mentioned it, but they also said the only club. So I don't know. Is it because that's even worse? I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. I don't think they should even bother doing anything it's, club related. Yes, <laughs> because they've already. Tr- even when I was even when I was still watching uh, main roster, they still they like like they like kind of hinted that they were starting it again. 
and stopping it. Yeah, they call it the club or something. Yeah, and stopping it. And start. It just happens so many times. It's like, first of all, we all know their heart's not into it. If it was, they would have already done it. Second of all, it's not going to be because it's not really their creation. Right. You know that that's always been a thing with Vince McMahon. It's just like, like we know you. It's like, and besides, it looks stupid anyway because it's like, oh, were you the original part of the original Bullet Club in New Japan? Oh, oh so great. Who gives a shit? Like, like you can if you want to put them together in a faction, fine. Just you don't need to allude to the Bullet Club. Just name it something else. Don't make them act like they did in the Bullet Club. Just be a different. Be the, be something else. Be your own thing. But you can still have them as a group if you want. You know? Come on. Put a little fucking effort into it. Jesus fucking Christ. Right. <laughs> I, I, wanna, of... I, got, I got news for you guys. If I, if I want to watch the old Bullet Club, I, I, I can subscribe to New Japan World and watch that. <laughs> right. And and on top of that, the... Uh, so when they were, they were... They were ganging up on Seth Rollins, right? And they even like, oh, they got equalizers. They got steel chairs and shit, right? So that's when old timey timers come out, and uh, and I'm just, it was it was the same old boring DX bullshit. Uh, the click came out. Uh, <laughs> Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Waltman, uh, Nash and Hall, Road Dog. A reference to Billy Gunn because you know we gotta bury that fucking company some more. Uh, <laughs> you dying inside, Matt? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. It's just so fucking tiring. It's so tired. I don't even remember what the fuck happened after that. I don't even think anything did. I think they just walked off. Oh, uh, we're so intimidated by. Like I, because there's what I did. When I was watching this segment, I literally paused it and said, and looked at all the guys, all the old timers that came out, and thought, who could even take on AJ Styles alone, let alone with his two other guys? I'm just like, okay, Kevin Nash, you got fucked the knees. They ain't happening. Scott Hall is probably drunk, and if he actually is keeping sober, like he a couple of years ago he did, then but still he ain't he ain't having it. He, he he's he's having a hard time just getting around these days, just walking. Seems like it. Um, he's gonna start doing that slouch with his hands out like he used to do for fun. Um, <laughs> but this time he can't help it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You've got uh, Sean Waltman will probably just rip another uh, hole in his asshole. <laughs> uh, hole in his asshole. <laughs> um, you got Sean Michaels with no hair, so. He can't go anymore. He showed that. Um, and, and he showed that in Dictator Arabia. And so who's left? Triple H. That's it. Road Dog, because I don't know what his condition is, but I assume he ain't much for this world, wrestling world. So, oh man, what a tough team. I don't know what I'll do. I might have to run away. Probably scared. Just, just probably just uh, blow him over with a uh, just my own breath. Just, just blow him over. Right. That, that's all. That's all you need. Stiff wind. <laughs> Stiffer drink to forget it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
God. It's so hard to get this memory out of my head. It's so painful. All right, so let's move on because uh, painful things are not cool. Um, other news, AEW uh, on TNT launching on October 2nd. Are you psyched, bro? I'll be more psyched when the time comes, I guess. And when you see what the fuck happens, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, like, I don't know if I'm really going to... I can't say whether or not it'll be a permanent addition to my weekly wrestling watch. Uh, it might be. It's a good chance of that, but we'll see. You're not going to just say AEW's awesome before... You know, you're not going to give them undying loyalty is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, they, they already, they're already they're already shown some fairly inconsistencies, and, and I... And I'm not, like, I don't think that their women's division is very elite, as they would put it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Depending. I mean, I don't know how... It's hard to keep track, like, with people in this company and, like, New Japan of, like, who's signed and who's who's a, a freelancer. I don't know. You know, it's hard to say. So, I would say... Uh, if their women's division includes any of those Japanese women, uh, as like, you know, full timers or close to it, then then they might be pretty good because they're they're the only reason there was ever any of these good, had any good women's matches so far (laughs) for the most part. Damn. Uh, as Ron Simmons would say, damn. Um, yeah, he'd definitely say it like that too. No, he'd say it better than I did. <laughs> he would actually do it the way it's good. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. Obviously, the number one guy in the company, as far as my interests go, like I say, a face and a, and a heel, I would go with John Moxley as a face and MJF as a heel. I don't know. Told, it's kind of hard to it's kind of to say. I think John Mox is more of a tweener, but just go uh, with what you want, I guess. Yeah. Well, he has to pick a side, and since I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it for him. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell that hardcore motherfucker what to do. <laughs> I want to I want to see uh I want to see uh you know the tag team division seems to have more interest for me. Like I yeah I, it like does. Uh, private party was awesome. Yeah, they were. Uh, I like I like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Just as a team, just seeing them together is fun. I like... I don't even have to see him wrestle. I kind of like... Well, <laughs> I've... Uh, based on what I've seen of them, I like Jungle Boy a lot more as a worker than the other than Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I don't know. You know, maybe once their shit gets in full swing on the TV show, maybe we'll see. Maybe they'll gel better for me. But, you know, right now I like Jungle Boy a lot more than the other guy. So... But, uh, no, you're right. I, I think... Uh, when it comes to any of the divisions that any of their divisions so far in the three shows they've done, I would say that you're right. They have made, they have taken some good strides in making a good tag team division so far. What's other good team? Cause I'm sorry. I feel like I'm, I know I'm feel like I'm missing a team that I've seen perform on their shows. I just don't remember who brothers. It. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Case closed. <laughs> Lucha Brothers, uh, you know, we have a, uh, we have the bull, uh, Bullet Club. Why I was about to say that, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, you know, we have a Young Bucks. They're mm-hmm. they're always fun. Um, you know, I'm not too, I'm not really sold on their. Uh, I think that 
they're heavyweights if you want to, I don't know. I guess they're not really doing light heavyweight stuff. They're not doing that kind of thing. Separating it, but uh, which is fine by me. But uh, I'm not... That's the very top of the card for the singles wrestlers. I'm not, I'm not seeing a whole lot of really anything good happening up there so far. I know they haven't established a champion yet, but I feel like the uh, the upcoming uh, title match is kind of lackluster, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel Hangman Page... I know they want to push him as a top guy, but I just don't think... He's not there. I think if he wins the title, I think that's a, that's a wrong decision for right now. I think Jericho needs to win it. Not because I think Jericho's even the right guy either, but that's who they have yeah. in the match. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that match, of who they have in that match. I don't know who you'd put in there, but I definitely am not a fan of either of those two. Well, that's part of the problem, isn't it? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Well, like I said, ultimately this is just, you know, sure it's going to give the prestige of being the first world champion for them, but ultimately it's just they got they got to get this thing going and they got to they just got to work with what they have, and eventually Mm -hmm. they'll get to an ideal place, I'm sure. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all the all my criticisms right now are pretty. You know, they're not. It's not super serious yet because they're they're new. They only have three shows. I get it, but that's just just my concerns right now. Like, it's, I feel like their tag team division already looks really good for the most part. Just right. needs more teams, I guess. Uh, but they already have some good ones. Like you know, like I said, Private Party's good. Uh, Young Bucks, uh, Lucha Brothers. They even have. Uh, I don't know how much. Uh, and Helico and Jack Evans are going to be in that, but they're pretty good too. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that, that's that's definitely their most stacked division so far already. So, but I I, I want to see more Kenny Omega doing some good ass shit. Where's his good matches? They haven't existed yet. And here, that's for sure. Like he's gotten really good. He's gotten close, but not quite there for me yet. But uh, I don't well, know, we'll see. Speaking of matches, uh, let's talk about Fighter Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, good, a good pre-show match was was it that three-way tag match? Uh, best friends, SoCal Uncensored, and Private Party. Yeah. Yep. Four yep. stars. I gave it four. Four. Huh. Very, very good match. I was, definitely was a definitely a Private Party was the standouts there. I felt. And uh, I was surprised. I need, I need as, an invite to that party. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I was surprised that Best Friends won. I was kind of expecting SoCal Uncensored to win. Oh, really? But uh, yeah. But that's uh, good stuff. I really enjoyed that match. Advance um, and an opportunity to advance it all out for an opportunity to win the first round by. That's a really dumb step. <laughs> They have a lot of weird steps for like stupid things related to their championship titles in the future for those future matches. So I, I don't really even follow that shit. I just don't care. I'm like, okay, whatever. Who's ever in it? I don't give a shit. We'll just find. I'll find out when it makes more sense when you actually do the damn match. Yeah. And uh, I'm not gonna worry about it. So I don't actually why I don't put that on my blogs about these shows because I don't I don't really care <laughs> about trying to make sense of it. It's like whatever this match happened, and that's cool. <laughs> yep. Um, other standouts on that show. Well, there's not really a standout, but I liked it a lot more than I should have, and I'm not gonna lie. And that's uh, Michael Nakazawa versus Alex Trebley. 
<laughs> you like the arcade buttons, bro? Oh, what a it spot. was funny. It was, it was kind of funny. I, <laughs> I even admitted in my, you know, blog post about it that uh, it was all pure entertainment value uh, for me, um, which I already knew because you know Nakazawa is not. It's just like a comedy dramatic team, dream team wrestling guy, and Jabali is just some fighting game guy who does, you know, has that CEO. Uh, fighting game tournament for video mm-hmm. games and shit. So I already knew who he was for a long time, but uh, it was uh, still I was entertained, even though he's he's super, he's virtually almost untrained, you know. Almost, but yeah, no, no, it's 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 it is. He has had training, but it's very little. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just. I look at him and just think, oh, well, that would be like if Dan Riker got in the ring. It's probably not too much removed from that. Because <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? Because like, uh, the previous year when they had the New Japan cross-CEO and they brought New Japan people in and they did the same exact match in the pre-show for that one last uh-huh. year, um, Jabali at the time had a Achilles heel uh, that was a that he had had surgery on or whatever, uh-huh. because it was because of his training. He was trying. He he fucked it up doing a missile drop kick in training. <laughs> so you mean Booker T? Don't don't do that. Yeah. So. Like really? That he's like, oh, I think I can do this. Like, dude, come on, just stick to the basics for Christ's sake. Well, he did. He did in this 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 recent one because uh, the most wrestling move he did was really was just like a. The most basic uh, uh, um, clinic uh, body slam you could think of. Yeah, <laughs> he did it a few times on him too, and you could tell he was he, he he didn't look bad doing it, but you can tell he was like really just following the the following the wrestling book. <laughs> doing yeah, it. Right. it was kind of funny, but but uh, he did it well, and uh, and I actually had a lot. Of, I know a lot of people out there they, they thought this was. Just garbage and terrible in every way, and I, I couldn't help it. I actually, I kind of liked it. So, <laughs> um, but uh, one of the other, well, one of the disappointing ones was uh, on this show was Shima versus Daniels. Really, you thought so? I didn't think it was that good. I was like, it's fine, but I didn't love it. Did you like it a lot more? I guess. I mean, apparently, I did a little bit more, <laughs> at the very least. Yeah, because you're like, I object, sir. <laughs> well, I didn't say that, but you know, <laughs> have your opinion and eat it too. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> my blog, or is that blog cake? I, I can't remember. <laughs> it's whatever you want, Matt. <laughs> I actually uh, put I put the Nakazawa Jubilee match a half star higher than this one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now I doubt doubts protest too much. Let me tell you, I or gave it three and a half stars. Oh my God! <laughs> Nobody deserves that. Alex Bailey would even tell you he doesn't deserve that. I know. I'll tell you he doesn't deserve that, but I still did it. My God! I told you, man. I liked it too much. You did. I liked it too- yeah, yeah. Way too much. So, what about? Uh, I like that. Uh, I think this is the show where it happened. Uh, MJF came out for his match. And he's like telling everyone how they, oh yeah, you just all just a bunch of losers in your basement and shit. Yes, yes. It sounds terrible the way I'm saying it, but you know, you listen to him say it, it's just funny. 
I don't know. Well, he, he said some really obvious things that he would say. He would say to a, a crowd full of video game nerds. Yeah. So I, I was entertained by his banter, but unfortunately he picked like the most like cookie cutter things you could say to those people. So mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. You're you're in your oh are are they still living in their parents' basement? Yeah, good job. <laughs> Come up with something better, MJF. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Uh. Anyway, I just I was lazy. Is all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that's the that's the match. I think that Jungle Boy pressed me the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was that four match. Uh. Mm-hmm. Also including Adam Page and Jimmy Havoc. Wish somebody saw that. And then we had that ridiculous, crazy bumping Darby Allen against Cody. Cody Rhodes. I said it. Oh no, don't uh, say that Rhodes with Cody. You can't you're crossing the streams doing that. You can't do that. Yeah. Come on, man. Hey, they they when he came out, he's like he's like uh like he said he'd coming out with Cody. It's I forget how they said it, but it was better than I would have said it, so never mind. Yeah, I thought it was a, a solid match between the two. Clearly, he's trying to set up that Darby Allen is just too damn tough, man. So tough. <laughs> All the beatings. And he took a lot of it. He did not, uh, he didn't get a lot of offense in that match. <laughs> and it went to a time limit draw, so. Because Cody can't beat him because he's too damn fucking tough. So. Yeah, I, I liked what I saw of Allen in that for the first time, which was my first match seeing him. So, yeah, um, I uh, I was amazed by his that flat back bump. He just took off right to the apron. Yep, the one everyone talks about. <laughs> God, it's just nonsense. Like, why would you do that to yourself? Oh my God. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, of course, Darby's the whole flat back in it. Yes, and that whole. Uh, Using the body bag thing—that was stupid. Just, uh, I, I always hated that because, like, like I've seen matches in the past where you got to put him in the body bag to win, or you got to put him in a straight jacket to win. That was the other version of this type of shit. Yeah, and it just takes forever, and it's just boring. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not a match. It's not a match. It's boring. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> also, uh, no more stretcher matches where you have to go across the stupid line. That, that too. Yeah, that's Probably. really dumb. I think I remember the last one I saw of that actually. Or and it was dumb. I, I don't actually. No, I'm, confi- I'm confusing that with a stupid flag match. Was it Cena and Rusev? Yeah. That was a <laughs> 2017 match. or whatever. Yeah, come on, oh, really? I was like, this is dumb. This is so dumb. Who 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 wants to see this? Nobody. Anyone? Anyone? Really? Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> no. No, okay, that's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> uh, they also had the six-man tag match, uh, the Elite with Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, versus, the, well, defeating the uh, the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. Um, I wasn't super impressed with Laredo Kid. I guess he was fine, but you know everyone else was like talking him up before that match because I never I seen felt, him before. Oh yeah, I haven't either. But it, I felt it was more of a just. Uh, a complimenting uh, Phoenix and Pentagon and not actually something where he was trying to stand out. 
Yeah, I agree. It was fine. Yep. He oh, certainly fine. fit in. That's for sure. And holy shit. John Moxley and Joey Janela. What the fuck? They, yeah. They brought that shit. They did. They they were just short of a of a death match with Barb Barb Rope Wire. Right, pretty the, much. Uh, for the ropes. Yeah, because uh, when I say they brought that shit, they brought the thumbtacks. Yeah. They brought barbed wire boards. Barbed wire, lots of things, actually. Yeah, wasn't there also a baseball bat wrapped? I believe so. It was that or a chair. Or both. I don't remember, but... Could have been both. Yeah. Probably was both. Used at the same time. That's how much both it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, multiple barbed wire boards, uh, two, bag, two bags of thumbtacks, not one. Because oh, that one's well, not enough. No, not nah, nope. Not for these insane people. A ladder, which I'm not sure why that was there, but they they brought a ladder, and many tables were to be had. Many tables and broken. Yep, <laughs> and lots many of, broken. Lots of thumbtacks and people's uh, feet, feet and bodies everywhere. Yep. I haven't seen a match like that in quite some time. So uh, it was a it was like it was transforming me back in time to. The early 2000s. Yep, that's what it would do. <laughs> Transform motive. So I, I thought that was the best match on the card for this show. Uh, followed by probably the three-way tag match on the pre-show. Yeah, I agree. I would say that. And uh, I gave it a B. The show got a B. For your boy. I don't know. Your boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other one I'll, just, I'll let you go over for real quick because I really didn't watch Fight for the Fallen. I heard things about it and it did sound like it was pretty bad as far as some things anyway. Uh, Yeah, it was their, probably their weakest show so far. Yes. Yes. Um, One of the things I wasn't sure about going into it was I knew Sonny Kiss was on the sh- on the card and I was like are they just gonna is this gonna be him just not really being much of a wrestler and just playing up that his playing up some sexually charged you know offense you know more as comedy but much to my surprise that was not the case uh he had he beat uh, Peter Avalon one of the stupid librarians on the pre-show Accompanied and by it, the other stupid librarian. Yeah, accompanied by stupid other stupid librarian. They they come in pairs apparently. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, it was was a surprisingly uh, entertaining match. It's very solid. Not nothing spectacular, but Sunny Kiss got most of the offense, and both of them looked pretty good in the ring. So I was actually surprised. Uh, that's good. Uh, yeah. So the librarian gimmick may be dumb, but Peter Avalon's pretty good in the ring. So that's something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, I, uh, I know a lot of people really had a lot of problems with this, the, uh, this other, uh, match on the pre-show, the tag team match with, uh, Shoko Nakajima and B, B Priestley defeating Riho and Britt Baker. Um, a lot of people thought it was lots of, I, I didn't get the sense that there was a ton of, uh, uh, botches like it seemed like other people were sounding like that there was i don't know why i just like Britt baker was definitely the one that looked out of her depth in that one like she just she's the one that i remember messing up the most um 
and also was out of the, was not in the match very often or much at all. But uh, I liked Shoko Nakajima. She was new to me. As like they like were talking about how she was like this, the, uh, like she's like they were playing her up even though she's really short. They're playing her up like she was like a giant kaiju. <laughs> like even though she was super short, uh, and she had this the cutest little stupid like uh, costume on that was like. Even during the even during the wrestling part, it wasn't just her entrance gear. Like she's some kind of like creature and shit. Oh, it was funny. Um, and B Priestley is the uh, current. Well, I don't know if she is right now as it's recording, but probably it's not too far removed. But she at the time for the match, she was the the top uh, stardom belt holder. Yeah, she's still in it. Uh, and uh, she was uh, very good as well. And she was of course in Riho has been on every show so far for this promotion and she's also very good so it was a very good match i thought i gave it four and a half stars it was my favorite match of the whole night wow okay yeah because um, i i heard someone's opinion and they thought it was the worst match of the night i know i heard that too and i'm like maybe i missed some botches or something i don't know but i don't think i did <laughs> i was pretty into it so so we had another ma- a match that Seemed like it was a bunch of mismatched, um, the mismatched team versus the hardcore hardcore junkies is what I like to call them. That's why it came <laughs> off to me because MJF and uh, Sean Spears apparently uh, don't necessarily see eye to eye right now. No. Supposedly. And then the hardcore junkies being Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joy Janela. Yeah, was it, was I thought that, that was I thought it was very good. It's four stars for me. Uh, I liked. Uh, you know, it was it was. Uh, I did kind of like the uh, the MGF Sean Spears banter, even though they're on the same team and we're getting along. It was that happened immediately too. <laughs> um, but uh, Sean Spears got the win over. I think. Oh yeah, I remember that MGF did his. He put out his ten fingers for to Sean Spears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> referring to his gimmick in WWE. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you the perfect ten? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, even Sean Spears on his shirt uh, is, alludes to it. Oh, does he? He has a he has the word perfection on there, uh-huh. and the the uh, uh, the I and the O in perfection is uh, a ten. Oh, that's that's, so, that's adorable. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was very good. I thought Brandy Rhodes versus Ali, which is the f- second match on the main card, was uh, kind of trash. It's trash, Mike. It's kind of trash. Um, I didn't really like it. <clears throat> I didn't really like the fact that Brandy Rhodes was having matches because she's not very good in the ring, and she comes off to me as a Stephanie McMahon kind of figure. Yeah. I mean, she, that's kind of what she's doing. She's coming out as like, I am the chief brand officer, so she's kind of doing that kind of thing, and I don't really like that. And you just get the fuck off my screen. <laughs> it's another. It's, it's another dig at. There would be, which I don't like when they do that. Well, I, I don't know that, that that's specifically a dig at them. but No, it, it is. Comes... Oh, it is? Well, what else would it be? They're both, Stephanie and her are both considered chief brand officers. The same, I guess, same title. I guess, I don't know. But I, I just don't like it because her character is that kind of character. But at least that's the kind of role she's playing. Where someone like, 
like uh, the Bucks and Kenny Omega, they don't feel that way on screen when they're they're the wrestler personas. Right. I know they are like executive vice presidents uh, in like droves here at this company, but and there are three of them right there. But they don't uh, feel they don't feel the need to announce them as such. Or no, no, they don't announce them like that, and they don't feel like they are. They just they're just wrestlers having wrestling matches, so it's good. I don't have a problem with them. Um, also helps that they're actually good wrestlers. Uh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, we also had a three-way tag match, which was pretty good. The Dark Order versus the defeated Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and, and Helico and Jack Evans. That was the first Dark Order involvement in any match, actual matches, instead of their confusing post-match shenanigans like they did in previous shows. Um, Hangman Page and Kip Sabian was a singles match that made Adam Page look not so great. <laughs> uh, partly because Kip Sabian was getting tons of offense on him, and and this guy's supposed to be one of your one of your potential first, you know, world champions. So it's like, mm. plus what they did in the match, not the best. It was just solid at best. Not condo- not some, something becoming of a supposed world champion. That, That's what I'm getting at, yeah. yes. Um, there was the uh, Lucha Brothers versus SoCal Uncensored, which was a very good match. Four stars. It was, it was very zero fear out there, let me tell you. <laughs> I um, heard that they did that way too much. Uh, that That's just Pentagon doing that all the time. He he's just does it a lot. Just loves it. Uh, Kenny, <laughs> Omega, Kenny Omega versus Shima was a good, was a very good match of four stars as well. Uh, they actually took it, took it to uh, doing uh, spots off of like parts of the arena. <laughs> uh, I think there was a meteor by Shima off off of one of the, uh, off of one of the more elevated parts of the uh, of the area. I don't remember exactly where, but. It wasn't in the ring. <laughs> um, and the main event was uh, the Young Bucks defeating Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Uh, was also four stars. Lots of very good matches. Nothing, nothing super, super good. Just, just really good. Which is, you know, good. I like it. It's good. It's good. It's good to be good. Um, is it? Yeah. And I, I think I would recommend on this one the. Uh, that pre-show match I mentioned and Omega and Shima, just because it's a little bit more outside the ring at times. And I gave it a B minus for that event. So it's their lowest rated show for me so far. Well, that's pretty good for being lowest rated. Yeah, it was fine. All right. So we'll, uh, now we'll jump into NXT. So the breakout tournament was, I don't know if we went over this before. I'm pretty sure we have. So we'll just avoid bothering to mention what their previous gimmicks were and just go with what they currently are. Uh, so we saw the first round matches. Uh, I believe it was, I believe, yeah, Jordan Miles over Boa. Angel Garza over Jacqueline. Jacqueline. I can't say that. That's a stupid name to say anyway. Help me out, bro. Where where is this now? Really? What? I I I just brought it up the the 
all the names in the bracket. So. All right. Which one are you on? I'm on Angel Garza's opponent in the first round. Oh, Jacqueline. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you got me too. Joaquin Wild. Yeah, that, there you go. That's what it is. So we're not even saying it right to begin with. I thought they were. I thought they were always hated having people names confusing, hard to say shit, and then they pick that name. Yeah. Well. Whatever. Uh, Cameron Grimes defeated Isaiah Scott, and Bronson Reed went over Dexter Loomis. Um, standouts for me were Angel Garza, Isaiah Scott. Uh, Grimes was also pretty good. Uh, Bronson Reed was decent, uh, and Dexter Loomis was just weird. So. <laughs> Yeah, just came out just staring and shit. And it was like, one of my, I, I just had to mention that one of my. He's more things. character than wrestler in that in that regard. Clearly, they're more focused on the character there, so it's yeah. obvious that. So when I saw that, I was like, yeah, he's not going to move on to the tournament because it's more about, it's less about him getting good matches and wanting to be world champion and more trying to get this character over. So. Yeah, I, uh, I actually uh, thought it was funny that. Uh, the Bronson Reed guy, they had a little thing of him saying some words before the match, and uh, one of the things he whined, uh, he complained about is like, you hear about Japanese strong style and British strong style? What about Australian strong style? I'm like, I don't know. You show me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and then, right. And then and then he goes out there and proceeds to do almost no strong style. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, where is it? I guess the strong style in, in Australia is uh is to not do strong style. I don't know. I thought it was weird. I think it was maybe it was a Jedi mind trick type of thing. Man, they tricked me, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't they? Um, So, uh, that's that. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Other than they they had Jordan Miles versus Angel Garza as as their first uh, semifinals match on as we're recording this week's uh, show, this week's mm-hmm. uh, NXT. Haven't seen it yet, so we have no comment. Um, just want to mention, um, before we get into the G1, this whole stupid thing that uh, apparently uh, we can't let... Uh, we, someone's got to control Seth Rollins and his, uh, his big mouth. Because apparently... He he comes off to me as a guy who's gonna say, "Yeah, my company's the best." We don't we you know whatever the fuck that else he says that accompanies that to just say more bullshit. Because I really do feel that if he was somewhere else, he would say the same thing about that company. He's not actually being honest about it. Because you're telling me you have the best wrestling? Are you fucking serious? Didn't we just go over how this is a shitty role? Didn't we just go over how um, AEW is at least better in most aspects and we're about to get into even better shit with a G1 so are you serious come on bro come on <laughs> it's like yeah. it's really just that and but the fact that someone had asked him about John Moxley and he's like he's like yeah and, and the, the comment here was just so stupid like he's like saying how he he gave everything to the he had to the company referring to WWE when he was there uh for the entire time, he put his heart and soul into travel and into schedule and injuries, uh, whatever. But at the end of the day, he took his ball and went home. I'm like, what? No, fuck off. 
he left because he was frustrated with creative. And from his own interview, uh, one of the interviews I listened to, he was clearly, more majority of the time he was there, uh, at least uh, two-thirds of the time he was there, he was pissed off about the creative and how it wasn't letting him do anything interesting. And just anytime they'd write something for him, he'd be like, oh, God, if Vince sees that, he's going to like it, and that sucks, you know? You got to mm-hmm. do that every day. You hate work. You just don't want to go. You know. Yeah, his his stupid comment makes it sound like he just he had like he was just disgruntled and had no reason to leave. Right. <laughs> and like, who cares? Discount all of his uh, actual legitimate complaints. I don't care because he's not here anymore. Fuck you, dudes. That's what I think. What an asshole. I mean, that that and uh, more recently he was on uh, like an investor call or some shit. I'm not sure what. But he he did more comments, and of course he says he tries to act like he's not as ridiculous, but he still is because he said something about how yeah man yeah he left that's on him like what does that even mean what does that even mean of course it's on him it's the fuck on him that he, he made the best decision ever yeah what the fuck are you talking about I don't what, what are you saying that for oh and the worst part is is the whole yeah he's taking food off my table <laughs> what. You're what rich. are you talking about? We were talking about what your were we fucking... Talk- you were talking about yes, how it. big your bank account was right. the other day against Will Ospreay, and then you're fucking in here. You're whining about, like, you're like you're like crying poverty now all of a sudden. Which God. is it, bitch? Come on. Shut the fuck up. We all know it ain't poverty. That's for No, sure. it's not. Of course not. Because I guarantee you that They're paying from... nobody's there to fucking stay forever. Right. So the other one else has them. Yeah, someone who's not even on TV, Rhino, was offered. He didn't take it, but yeah. He said he was he was asked to he was given a contract uh, or offered another contract to stay another five years. This guy who they're never going to use and he knows he's not going to ever be used mm-hmm. uh, again. Uh, not certainly not in the capacity he was in the early two thousands, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he was offered more money he'd ever made, even in this even the contract he just got off and left the company from. He, they were offering even more. And you know that that contract was probably already were a lot higher than he was making before. So mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. It's like they just will sign anyone just to fuck other people. Yep. So, so you can say all you want about how yeah we're gonna one of the things like he's like we got the best person ever we're gonna knock him dead. I'm like dude, dude your competition your company's afraid of competition. Vince is afraid of competition. Okay, because. Here's the thing. When he doesn't have... Yes, competition is better for, you know, hey, let's get our asses in gear and shit. But we all know, in the long run, Vince is playing dirty tricks to make his company look better. So what does he do? He tries to buy up all the guys and offer anyone who's even remotely, um, even remotely, someone that could make money for somebody else. They try to get them. Just to lock them up. Just so that they can't go anywhere else. Just to fuck other people. It's not about using them. They already have too many people. They don't need any more. In fact, they need to let people go. Yeah. That's what they need to do. It's not like those people can't find work. Um, Jesus. Oh, yeah. And the whole the whole purpose of NXT is just great and all in its initial idea. The whole point of making places elsewhere, which I don't know if you knew this, is... That they're they made the the one for UK, but the whole that they have more plans to make one for Japan and one for other places, and it's all just to just make it so that everybody you know they destroy other companies. 
It's just to saturate the market. Like, isn't that ultimately going to fuck you over too? Like, how does that benefit you? Like, I guess if you can't have it all yourself like you have in the last 15 years, you're not going to let anyone survive. That's what it sounds like to me. Yep. So, yeah. Seth Rollins, I know you're not going to keep your mouth shut, but keep your fucking mouth shut. You can believe your... I don't even think he believes it. But even if he does, it doesn't matter. Just stop talking. That's all I ask. Just just zip it. Because you ain't got nothing good to say. You sound like a fucking idiot. Hell, he sounded like a fucking idiot in a storyline on that Raw I watched. A storyline he looked like. sounded like an idiot. His reasoning... Okay. So, Paul Heyman was talking to him. And... He talked about how... Yeah. His reasoning... For having a beef with Lesnar, or whatever, I don't even know if it was, whatever. He said, he mentioned that he cashed in on Lesnar back at WrestleMania 31, right? And that's when he got his first WF title reign. There you go again, WF. Um, and then that Lesnar did it more recently, and he said, yeah, it took him, took him eight, four years to do it, return the favor on me. I'm like, that's irrelevant. What the fuck does that matter? Are you trying to say, oh, he copied off of me? So what? What are you, two? Is that your? Is that the extent of your arguments? God, it's of course, just, of course he. Babyfaces look so stupid in that company. It. Of course he, of course he didn't do it earlier. You know why? Because he didn't have the fucking briefcase earlier. Right, exactly. The whole <laughs> point of that moron. briefcase is that you can bend the rules, and you're 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 not subject to the rules of typical. You know, typically that are there for, you know, the ways you would get a title match. That's the whole point of that gimmick. If you don't have it, you can't use it. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so dumb. I just literally looked at it. I was like, I just put my hands in my face. My face in my hands and just like, yeah, this is why you guys suck. Like, I like Rollins as far as in-ring talent, but he is one of the better ones on the show, but that character sucks right now. <laughs> if that's your that's your character's motivation is, oh, he's copied off of me. Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't know that was relevant. <laughs> God, something's going to suck. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest party of the summer. Summer shit. Why don't you just call it Beach Blast? <laughs> Go back to 91. Uh, WCW 91, that is. Um, all right, let's go on to the G1. I need to be I need to be happy. <laughs> need to be happy. You're, yeah, you're leading this part because I have no fucking idea what's going on. What is going on, Matt? Well, let's find out. Hey, uh, what we will do, since there's so much to cover and we're not yes. covering it all, just not no. fucking doing it. Not no, fuck, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucking gonna... having it. So I might, I might, I might, I'll just say, uh, recommended matches. That's all I got to yeah, know. Yeah. Recommended matches. So it's all, a, it's only the best a few moments here and there. Right. That right. I liked. Yeah. yeah. We could talk about, you know, like a slow-mo Fale and his, uh, Oh, that, that's great. Dragging, we dra- we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get dragging there. this, dragging this lab of concrete around. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. All right. Uh, so day one, it kicked off and G1 climax 29, uh, and, uh, recommended matches. Just reminding you. Yeah, yeah, I know. So right. the first but don't recommend in, everything. I know. I'm not gonna recommend everything. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So the day Jesus one we had a we had a was the day one was took place in Dallas, Texas. 
first time that G1 has ever been anywhere outside of Japan. So that was a neat, cool thing. And it was fun for me to, to see more, you know, of a different place. They haven't been in the U.S. before for a show and seeing those fans' reactions is really cool to see. I like to see that stuff. Um, but anyway, on that day, uh, I would say the highlights would definitely was the opening match, Lance Archer defeating Will Ospreay. That was pretty was fun. Very good match. Uh, Lance Archer just really because he doesn't have his he doesn't have a uh, Dave Boy Smith Jr. anymore there because he left. So uh, so he's no longer a tag team guy. So he has to establish himself as a singles guy, and I think he's doing a lot better here than he ever has as a tag team. So I'm glad to see it, and he was very entertaining. He just needs a new finisher, but that's my only complaint. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was very surprised because I didn't think he was, I didn't expect much from him, and he gave. Not just more than what I expected, but way more than I expected. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm not too surprised personally because uh, here was uh, he was he put on a great match against Will Ospreay as well in the New Japan current tournament cup, cup, New Japan Cup tournament. I'll get it right. Uh, Will they you? both? Yes, they they had a match there in that tournament earlier this year, back in around February, and uh, that was that was the first time I was like, man. Man, Lance Hoyt, come on! You, you're Hoyt. doing good. You're doing good now. I want to see more of this. So Hoyt, I'm glad to Hoyt, see Hoyt Hoyt, Hoyt. 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 That's right. That's an old TNA chant. I know. <laughs> that was like 2005 or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so long ago. <laughs> uh, the other standout match for me in that particular day was Sonata defeating Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, Zack Saber Jr. stuff. I may have said this on the show before. Doesn't do a lot for me because he's very, uh, he's the most submission-based guy ever. So he's like very technical-based, and it's kind of one note, one note for me a lot of times. But sometimes it really works, and uh, this was one of them. Uh, so four and a half stars on that one. Uh, best match of that day, uh, in my opinion. Uh, day two started started the B block, started the uh, the bad block, if you will. Uh, a is awesome block and B is bad block. I'm just like gonna tell you now. Yep, that's the nicknames. Uh, yep. <laughs> that's what we're sticking, going with, and sticking to it. That's right. So uh, day two, B block, uh, best match is the opening match: uh, Juice Robinson versus Shingo T- Shingo Takagi, or as I like to call him, Papa Shingo. Uh, well, that's the subtitle of our last episode, so yeah. Yeah, of clearly course. we both call him that. Yes. So that was an excellent match. Uh, yeah, that one four stars. But the rest of the rest of those matches on that day were uh, kind of just there, uh, mostly. Chunks. But but no, they weren't. They weren't bad. They're just they're just kind of there. You know, these high standards we were talking about here. Yeah. Right, that's true. We were talking about if, that. If, if those matches were on like WWE remain roster TV, man, they'd be blowing you away. By <laughs> comparison, um, day have, three. I don't think the audience at WWE audience could handle that shit. Honestly, no. No, they really couldn't. They, they they would have to get replacement brains after they're done. Dude, they um, cheer for the most bottom-feeding shit, right? That's because that's what they're fed, and they don't know any better because they don't watch anything else. Right. It's kind of like uh, thinking that Hershey's chocolate's good. Ew, please don't. Right. Don't, don't ever say that. <laughs> you're, you're making me kill You want me to kill myself right now. Okay, so day three for Block, which includes... Uh, block Awesome. Awesome Block. Um... It started off really bad. Uh, we had a just so just let, mention this low light for such a good good day. Uh, it was Lance Archer defeating uh, Slow Mo Fale, as we're going to call him now. Uh, 
Thank you, uh, whoever said, came up with that. Uh, uh, that was WH Park. Oh, WH Park, thank you for that, Slumo Folly. Uh, Bad Luck Folly is what his, actually his gimmick name is. I'm sure I've said it before in here. Uh, but we had, every other match was really good. Uh, Will Ospreay versus defeated Sonata for a four-star match. Uh, my, uh, I want to say, yeah, uh, Evil uh, defeated Kota Ibushi for a four-and-a-half-star match. And Kenta, in the main event, defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi for a four-and-a-half-star match. So, excellent day, day three. Uh, <laughs> uh, day four, we're back to bad. In fact, it's worse than ever. Um, we have... Uh, we have uh, basically nothing to recommend on day day four, so I have to apologize to that. Let me see here if there was anything I remember from any moments. The answer is no. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> day four, watch if you want to. Don't if you want. Don't. But day five, best day so far, and that's still true right now. Uh, it's like a bang, one banger after another. So <laughs> except except for Okada versus Slomo Fale, that was the only you know, more tepid match, but it was still good for slow-mo. It was a good slow-mo match <laughs> for him. Uh, <laughs> but then we probably had the opener. Uh, Kenta defeated Lance Archer, four stars. Uh, Evil defeated Sonata, four and a half stars. Mm. Uh, Hirsch Tanahashi defeating Zack Sabre Jr., four and a half stars. And, ah, mm. oh, the best match so far, oh. Kota Ibushi oh, yeah. defeating Will Ospreay. Five stars. Oh, that was great. It was so good. It's so, good. so fucking good. And Cody Bushi learned he can put on a five star match without killing himself. It's fantastic. <laughs> he did nothing uh, dangerous in that match, huh? Nope, not that I remember. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, then we have day six, back to bad block, but this actually was a much bit much improved step up for uh, for this block. Uh, we had uh, the best match here was a. Uh, the main event, John Moxley defeating Tomohiro Ishii, four and a half stars. It was a very good, solid match. I didn't. I thought the ending should have gone on a little bit longer, like a little, a little more near falls, a little more uh, reversals and shit, you know, that kind of thing, yeah. uh, to to make it crescendo even better. But it was still great as it was. Uh, definitely worth checking that out. I do love. I do love some of my. Uh, I do love my. Uh... My fire hydrant and biker shorts. I know he's 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 so good. I love him. <laughs> um, also, we have a uh, day seven. So back to awesome block. We have uh, the the standout here. It actually, was one of the weakest day of 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 this block, but uh, but uh, it did end with a, on an extremely good high note, and that is uh, Kazuchika Okada mm. defeating Will Osprey mm. five stars. Mm. Oh mm. oh mm. oh. I love that shit. Yeah. It was just, so good. I'm just I'm daydreaming about it now. I know you're dreaming because oh, you, you wish it. The, the, you the, oh, he hit the rainmaker. It was so great. I know. <laughs> that was even better than the other one I mentioned. So yep. just definitely watch this one. Uh, amazing. Day seven. Amazing. Uh, main <laughs> event. And then we have day eight, the most recent day. We have. Kinda good, kinda bad. Uh, I will say some lowlights here. Um, I did rate the opener Juice Robinson versus defeating Toriano a one star, but more, not because it was bad. I actually was was compelled 
I was pretty interested in watching while it was going on. Uh, and obviously it's a comedy match being Yano and all, but the reason it got a one star is because it just was not, there was barely any wrestling moves done is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Very few. So it wasn't much of a match, but it was entertaining enough, but it wasn't great by any stretch. Uh, but the second match, half star match, just half star Tai Chi defeating Hiroki Goto. This is also, not only was it very standard, just cookie cutter match you could have in this tournament or in new Japan in general between these two guys. But you also had the fact that I just kind of snapped while watching it because I've kind of had enough of this fucking bullshit with the refs of them constantly just blatantly being used and abused by heels or other wrestlers to, and and then nothing happens. They don't enforce the rules. They don't enforce rules. They just yeah. pretend like they do, but they never do. And I know that's a problem that's been a while. I know I've watched, uh, you know, this promotion since beginning of 2018. And I know it's been a problem for a lot longer than I am blowing up at here. But this is kind of just once this once this match ended, I literally I literally came out my mouth. I literally said, "Fuck this match, fuck this match," because I'm tired of this shit. This. They just don't need to be doing this shit. They just don't need to be doing this crap with this fucking refs. Like, this ref bump, like ref bumps, I know. They, they are a thing, and that's not what I'm getting at. But they're just being very blatant about rule-breaking and just manhandling the refs. Sometimes, and this didn't really happen in this match as much, so much, but there's some times where it just happens so blatantly where they're just, like, literally getting in the face of the fucking ref, and then they just deck him. <laughs> and then when the guy comes to, he doesn't go ring the bell and disqualify him. He just lets it go. It's like, it's what are so you doing? Stupid. What are you fucking doing? Like, I know I can let this shit slide, and I have for a long time, but I just reached this breaking point in this match, and I just like, fuck this half-star match. Fuck this match. So. <laughs> Your effort for not. Yeah. I, it, wasn't, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't good even when they were not doing that. It was just very tepid, so I was like, whatever. So I just said, fuck this match. <laughs> but luckily, right after that, it actually got good, very good again. Uh, Moxley defeated Shing- Papa Shingo, uh, four star match, and uh, the main event was also four stars. A, a Tetsuya Naito defeated Tomohiro Ishii, or I should say, defeated uh, you know the Fire Hunter and Biker Shorts. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's all of G1 I'm so those, far. I'm gonna watch those two matches right after this podcast. Which one? The two you just mentioned. Oh okay, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you got it on your system still. I certainly do. Yeah, just start up that. That server, and I'm gonna yep. go for it. That's right, I will. You can, you can go for it. Uh, so, <laughs> so far, so far, you know, it's got some good matches. Uh, uh, like last year, a lot, a number of matches, about a handful or so, maybe more than that, got put onto my uh, match of the year candidates. Uh, I have four on there so far from this year's tournament, uh, and they are Sonata and Zack Saber Jr. on day one, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Zack Saber Jr. on day five. Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay on day five, and Okada and Ospreay on day seven. Those are the ones I have on my list so far. So, and that's all the G1 so far. So, expect more later because there's so many more days left. <laughs> yep, there definitely is. So, not the last time you'll hear about the G1 this year. Absolutely from, not. From us, yep. Yeah, so I, that's all I got. So you got anything else? No, that'll be all for now. 
All right, well, then that'll be all from us. Uh, you can catch uh, the podcast on, on Twitter at Space Suplex. Uh, also, heartarchive.wordpress.com. H-A-R-T is the heart part. And then archive.wordpress.com for the blog post for this and any links to news or something that I might have added. And, of course, iTunes has... Um, the podcast with the video game podcast that we also do the heart and socket podcast and just look up there heart nights archive and you'll find it or you can just come to the post on the blog and links are there so and as always i've got everything on twitter as well whether through my personal account heart night or the space suplex one so it's all good excellent so we'll see you guys later bye